So good to be with you, Breakthrough. Uh, thanks for joining us today. So here we are on uh, Tuesday the 19th of May. And uh, what a, another wonderful week we have. And uh, this is a week where we're getting ourselves ready. We're going to be in a time from uh, Ascension Day, which is this Thursday, the 21st of May. Uh, and uh, taking a time to pray, to press in, to seek more of the Lord. And we'll take that through until Sunday, the 31st of May, which is Pentecost Sunday. So for 10 days, we're going to take an opportunity just to ensure that we're using this time of reset to reset our hearts, reset our minds, uh, just tune into what the Lord's saying to us. He's got so many things that he's still wanting to give to us during this time. And uh, this is not an, uh, a time for us to be rushing off onto the next thing. You know, we're anticipating level three. Many of us are praying, hoping, trusting that this will be the case. But whatever comes, there's this uh, tendency that we could be so focused on the future that we're not recognizing that we're in the now and receiving everything that the Lord has for us in the now. So I just want to encourage you, join us from Ascension Day, Thursday, the 21st, through to Pentecost Sunday, uh, that's the 31st of May, and uh, time for us just to be pressing in for more of the Lord. He says, seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Look and keep on looking. Ask and keep on asking. In other words, there's an inquiring of the Lord. There's a, there's a, a pressing in for, for, uh, for more that He has for us. I want to encourage you, join us in this time. And uh, we know that the Lord is going to be opening up many more things. Even what I'm experiencing in these days is that as I'm reading the scriptures, more and more things are being opened up to me. I'm seeing things linked together in fresh and new ways, uh, even more than, than in the past. So these are great days. Um, I encourage you, set aside some time and uh, let's be trusting the Lord to, to speak to our hearts in, uh, in increasing ways. Um, so so good yeah for those who are joining uh, thank you so much if you have a specific prayer request we have a team that's on standby and they'd love to make connection with you and uh, pray very directly with you specifically for whatever it is that you you're facing and um, so if you just get hold of us via our Facebook um, sorry through our website and there's a form that you can fill out request prayer and uh, particular categories or whatever it is that that you might have and uh, folks will be reaching out to you shortly so what i just want to share with you um, is from psalm 138, psalm 138 verse 7 and 8 psalm 138 and uh, these two verses i'm, I'm trusting is uh, is going to be of uh, great encouragement to you today uh, i have a number of translations here and uh, I'm just going to be referring bouncing between the different ones because I think that they they, they add nuances and, and they add um, pieces that that builds up the, the picture and and gives us this combined uh, view of what the Lord's wanting to say to us uh, through through this Psalm 138 and verse 7 from the New American Standard Bible the NASB Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. <laughs> you love that? Even though I'm in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. From the New Living Translation says, 
though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. The Passion says, by your mighty power, I can walk through any devastation and you will keep me alive, reviving me. Uh, isn't this encouraging? Uh, the ESV, English Standard Version, says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will preserve my life. And the NIV says very much the same thing. So this picture is that even though we're walking through, okay, this brings us back to echoes of Psalm 23, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So even though I'm walking in the middle of trouble, I'm surrounded by troubles, there's devastation, there's difficulty, there's hardship. The statement of faith, Lord, you will preserve me. You will keep me alive. You will revive me. Um, so there's this recognition that there is a cocooning around us. Lisa and I were just walking this morning and uh, enjoying our ability to get some exercise. And uh, of course, using the opportunity to talk to some people in the street, keep on reaching out, extended invitation. Hey, when lockdown's done, you guys need to come and have a meal with us. And uh, so people we never knew before are now part of our mission. We're demonstrating, we're showing some love. And uh, we know that God's got plans for them through us just being available to reach out in love. And uh, so as we're walking and we're just being around to be salt and to be light and to engage with people, we're looking for them to, to become um, partakers of this glorious kingdom that, that we're in. And uh, so as Lisa and I are walking, we're just giving thanks to the Lord for His cocooning. It's kind of like, wow, this is amazing. Look at how the Lord is providing for us and he's caring for us and he's sheltering us and he's shielding us. And, and, and we're just kind of like, this is just extraordinary that we get to live in the goodness of what God has said. You know, these are not just platitudes, but this is the reality of the life that we get to walk in. And we're just kind of like, oh my goodness, again, a fresh take of thanksgiving, recognizing that we are cocooned okay now remember in a time of cocoon it's getting preparation for transformation because when we come out the other side of the cocoon we're going to be flying in a whole new level we're moving to another dimension so this period of isolation is that we might be cocooned and protected shielded from all outside influences and activities that we might come aside and that <clears throat> we might see what the Lord has for us and allow him to cause a transforming power, his transformation to take place inside of our lives. And, and so he does it. He gives us everything that we need while we're in this cocoon for our transformation. <laughs> Isn't that the whole process of cocooning? As you're going in, you've got what you need. And so we're just giving thanks. Lord, even though there appear to be uh, troubles on the outside surrounding on e every side, but you cocoon us, you shield us, you protect us, you will revive us, and you will cause us to remain alive. So I just want to encourage you that today, look to the Lord and His strength. 
His provision, everything that you need, there's going to be His surrounding. Yeah? Uh, we, we know there's the song, it may look like I'm surrounded by the enemy, but actually I'm surrounded by you. Folks, that is the truth of what we're living. It's what we're experiencing. So I'm just going to continue in verse 7 of Psalm 138. It says, You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. Uh, from the New Living Translation, you reach out your hand, and the power of your right hand saves me. From the Passion, says, Your power set me free from the hatred of my enemies. The English Standard Version says, uh, You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. Uh, from the NIV, you stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. So here we see the, the, the Lord speaking this word of encouragement. And he's saying, I'm going to stretch forth my hand. Now, <laughs> the connotation for the psalmist is, wow, when God gets involved, when he stretches out his hand, remember... What he did in showing the signs and wonders when he brought God's people out of Egypt, out of captivity and bondage and slavery, and his powerful right hand worked mighty wonders for God's people in bringing them out of Egypt, transitioning through the Red Sea, and then carrying them through the 40 years in the wilderness and then crossing the Jordan, again, very much a miraculous crossing, like at the Red Sea. And then entering into the promised land, taking hold of all the promises that God had for His people. And God showing Himself mighty. And so often the biblical language is of God stretching out His right hand against the enemies of God. And this is what the psalmist is conjuring up. This is what he's referring to. Lord, with your right hand, it's your powerful, mighty, strong right arm that you are able to deliver, you're able to save. There's a recognition that God's power is still impactful and still available and still active in our lives in this day. It's not, you know what, God once upon a time, way back in the past, he did something in bringing the people through the Red Sea. But you know what? He spent all of his energy. He's too tired now. You know, that was another generation and he's not able to do it anymore. No, God is still powerful and his strong right arm, his right hand is still at work. Interestingly, it's his right hand. All right. Now, the right hand of God, giving the right hand of fellowship, the right hand is the hand of honor. So come and sit at my right hand side. And so the place of honor, Jesus went and he sat down at the right hand of the Father. The place of honor. And so God is extending through honor and through love and through acceptance, through relationship. He's extending his right hand, his right arm. And so God is involved in our lives. 
not in some kind of a distant way and oh i suppose i have to no it's out of love and mercy and compassion and honor that is involved in each one of our lives because we are his we're his children and so he's lovingly acting and intervening on our behalf isn't that so powerful hey no matter what you're surrounded by god's mercy and his love is being extended to you and to your situation your circumstances right now next thing i just want us to look at it says in the nasb that the lord will accomplish what concerns me your loving kindness O lord is everlasting so the lord will accomplish the things that are about me that are concerning me concern my life uh, the plans in the in the new living translation says the lord will work out his plans for my life for your faithful love O lord endures forever so again it's the faithfulness of god it's his love that's doing it but the lord will work out his plans for my life the passion says you will you keep every promise you've ever made to me come on write that one down you keep every promise you've ever made to me since your love for me is constant and endless so i ask you lord to finish every good thing that you've begun in me <laughs> come on this is uh, echoes of philippians that he who began a good work in you will bring it through to completion. So the prayer is, Lord, finish every good thing that you have begun in me. Isn't this so powerful? Oh my goodness. The ESV says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. And the NIV says, the Lord will vindicate me. Your love, Lord, endures forever. What can we take from this? It's the Lord who's at work in our lives. It's the Lord who is going to complete what he started. <laughs> it's not up to me to figure out how I'm going to do this. How are we going to make the budget balance? How are we going to sort out all these things with my business? How are we going to get more clients? How are we going to um, keep things rolling over the next few months? How, how is this all going to be? The Lord has got good plans for you. All right? Jeremiah 29. I know we didn't get to that verse, but verse 11 says, The Lord acknowledging and declaring, I know the plans that I have for you. So God's mindful of them. Plans to give you hope and to give you a future. So God's got good plans for you, for hope and for a future, and He knows all about these things. So here we are in Psalm 138, and the, and the, the promise is that the Lord will accomplish these plans. He will bring it about. He will bring it to fruition. So the things that concern our life, concern our future, concern our destiny, all these plans that God has, has given to us, right? So we make plans, but the Lord orders our steps. So as we submit to Him and we say, Lord, let me walk in the plans and the ways that You have for my life. As we do that, He causes these things to be established. The Lord is the one 
who's got the pressure, if you like, of having to fulfill these things. So every, you keep every promise you have ever made to me. <laughs> because remember from Isaiah 55, there's not one word that can come from the mouth of God that comes like rain, waters the earth so that the seed may sprout and bring forth a harvest. So his words will not return to him having accomplished nothing, null and void. No, every promise that the Lord has spoken, every word he sends, it will accomplish exactly what he sent it to do, what he said he would do. <laughs> God's mighty power, his strong right arm, the same power that he used to set an entire nation free. Can a nation be born in a day? Question mark. Answer. Absolutely yes. Of course he can. He's done it before. He can do it again. And so we're looking to the Lord to accomplish all of his purposes, all of his plans for our lives. For our city. All the words that he's had about the city being a city of joy, a city not just of gold, but a city of glory, a place of the outpouring of His Spirit, a place of prosperity, a place of His goodness, His love, His kindness, His mercy, a place where people will find it easy to turn to the living God, a, a place of harvests of salvations, this is the city he's got us in. Can a nation be born in a day? Yes. Can the Lord deliver his people? Yes. Will we see the goodness of God in the land of the living? Yes. <laughs> Who's going to do this? Well, we can't, but he can. And so his promise to us is to stay strong, secure, on the foundation of his word, his promises, every prophetic word that he's released to us, every breakthrough that he's promised, we will experience it. We're going to walk into it. So, Lord, your loving kindness, O Lord, is everlasting. So do not forsake the words of your hands as we finish this up. Do not abandon me. You have made me says the New Living Translation. Uh, finish every good thing that you've begun in me from the Passion. Don't forsake the work of your hands. Don't abandon the work of your hands from the NIV. The Lord is not going to abandon us. So we know that He's already given us this great promise. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. So as we pray this, Lord, don't abandon. It's the very thing that he's wanting to do. <laughs> he's not going to leave you alone. He's not going to abandon you. So you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your children. What are you going to do in terms of the curriculum and school? And for those who are in matric, how are you going to sort this out? God's got, got a good plan. He's got a good plan for you as a family. He's got a good plan for your child. So just say, Lord, we bring the situation before you. It seems like we're surrounded by chaos on every side. But we know that you cocoon us, you surround us. So this situation, 
with the education of, and the future of, of my child. Lord, you brought them into the earth when they were born. You knew that this season was coming and you still chose that they should be born when they were born. So Lord, this is not taking you by surprise. You've got a plan. You've got a future for them. So I just want to bring them to you and say, Lord, fulfill your good plan, your good future for my son, for my daughter. Lord, would you make a way where there seems to be no way? Much like when the people were trapped there at the Red Sea, there was nowhere for them to go. They were surrounded and they were hemmed in by the ocean on, on the other side. But you opened up and you made a way where it seemed to be absolutely impossible to humanity to find a solution. You created and you did something that had never been done before. It was unprecedented. Lord, we're in unprecedented times. Would you make a way for my children where there seems to be no way? There is a solution. Lord, there is always a solution. So we look to you that you would show yourself mighty, your strong right arm. You would extend your right hand against those that are opposing the future and the development and the fulfillment of the prophetic words that have been spoken over us as a family, over us as a church, over us as a city. And we know, Lord, that you are going to cause good things to come out of this time. So thank you, Lord. There is a way. So we just settle back into peace, knowing that every promise that you have made, you will keep. Thank you that you are the one who revives, who restores. Even if we are surrounded by trouble, we find ourselves in the middle of trouble. You will deliver. You will revive. You will keep us alive. We can walk through any devastation because you're with us. Thank you, Lord, for this encouragement out of Psalm 138, 7 and 8. Thank you that your word is alive and active, that these words are nourishment to our bones, to the deep places of our hearts and our minds, that you speaking confidence into us, that you are the everlasting God. You do not grow weary. You do not stumble. You do not faint. You do not fall. You are able. Our eyes are on you. So thank you, Lord, for our economy. Thank you for our suburb. Thank you for the education. Thank you for the, the medical field. Thank you for doctors and nurses that you are strengthening them, you are protecting them, you are shielding them. We thank you that you are giving to them the solutions that we need to get through this. We thank you, Lord, that inventions and designs and innovations are being released heaven to earth, that there are divine solutions that can cause us to rise above, that we would be the head and not the tail. Thank you, Lord, that this is a season of acceleration and elevation. 
Thank you that you're causing your people to rise above into places of prominence. That we might bring wisdom and heavenly strategies into these different spheres of life. Thank you that your light is shining in and through your people in these dark times. And you're giving to us words of hope and life and comfort to those around us. And so we bless you, Lord, for all the good things that you're doing. To you be all the praise and the honor and the glory. Amen and amen and amen.